You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. The 92nd Psalm. How we thank you for your mercies, Lord, your kindness, your spirit, your presence, Almighty God, all day long. Your guidance. We need you tonight, Father. Pray that intervene in a definite way, Father. Move by your precious spirit. Bind the powers of the enemy. In Jesus' name, speak to heart. Break through, Lord, on soul tonight. In a mighty way, we pray. Anoint your servant, Lord, heavenly, to the glory of God. We'll magnify your name forever. Amen. Psalms, chapter 92, verses 9 and 10. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish, all the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That's our thought tonight, fresh oil. In the Bible, oil is a symbol of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And uh, David is speaking here of the necessity of fresh anointings. Over in Matthew chapter 25, here's the, the counterpart to the symbol. We said oil is a symbol, a type of the Holy Ghost. 25.3 Matthew They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Symbolizing the Holy Ghost and its necessity for these last days. Oil was a substance used for anointing. In this time, the Holy Ghost does the anointing. And anything effectually done in the church of God or the kingdom of God 
will be the result of an anointing. Anything that's done of spiritual value in the church of God or in the kingdom at large must be the result of an anointing. Over in Luke chapter 4 verse 16 and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for the read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. He had a great big order to fill. It was not just going through some ritual, but there was a task that had to be performed. The enemy had bound God's people in prison, had afflicted them in every imaginable way. And it took more than the ordinary efforts to set them free. Will you pray with me? We're living in a bondage, a bound society. Amen. And people need to be freed. And the ordinary church and religious services are doing no more than deceiving them more deeply than they're already deceived. Brother, the gospel of our day for the most part is insufficient for total deliverance. The ministers are not preparing themselves. We have a great task before us. The enemy is trying to take this thing by force. And nothing short of a real anointing from God will avail in these times. Brother, what was necessary in the ministry of Jesus is necessary in the ministry of every last one of us. There is no substitute for the anointing. Even though you might get people to flock to you, but without a real genuine anointing, absolutely nothing is being accomplished of a spiritual nature. Will you pray with me tonight? Romans chapter 10 verse 14. We're trying to do a little groundwork here. If you'll read for us. How then shall they call on him to whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How, you get this now, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Unless God sends them, unless God anoints them, how can they preach? Amen. They can say words, they can put scripture together, 
They can say interesting things, but brother, how can they preach unless they are sent? And God does not send people yet to preach anything. Amen. Amen. If God sends someone, they preach a distinct message of total deliverance. Not a sin you must, sin you can't have doctrine. Or right. uh, not a God that will leave you, praise our God, uh, partially in sin. Amen. Leave you smoking for six months and, amen, and shacking for a while and, and trying to get straightened out with this, that, or the other. The gospel, praise God, that God is anointing and sending today is a gospel of deliverance. Amen. Total deliverance from attitudes and ungodly passions and ideas. That's why they can't preach. That's why their gospel is ineffectual. That's why they have a church full of church centers. Why? There's no anointing there. Let me tell you something tonight, children. You get this. We're living in a time of such deception. We're living in a time that the enemy is pulling so hard at the minds and the spirits of people. Unless you got somebody to keep you awake all the time, you don't have a chance. Unless there's somebody who can dig down through your very spirit and keep your spiritual eyes open, you don't have a chance of survival. But we're living in a sleepy, blind generation and preachers are putting people into a deeper sleep. They can wake up in eternity and find out that their sleep has been perpetual. You pray for us tonight, children. We burden about this thing tonight. God help us tonight. Amen. I said now, of, in Acts chapter 431, a fresh anointing is not an option. It is necessary. Now, dear one, let me show you something. I'm not trying to tickle your ears tonight, but please listen. I said a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing, fresh oil is necessary. All right, read. 431. When they had prayed. I want you to get something here tonight. When they had prayed. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They speak the word of God with boldness. You need to read the entire narrative. Listen, listen. These people have already initially received the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Peter and those were the ones that were preaching here. But brother, you get this. What they were up against. The opposition that they encountered from the devil was so intense that God had to refresh them off to give them the encouragement and the strength that they needed. You get this. They were so expending themselves. They were so involving themselves. They were that fight with the devil was so fierce that it was draining them. Please pray to me tonight. It was draining them. And brother, God saw the intensity of their hearts. He saw their determination to fight it out. So God had to just come down 
and give them a refreshing of that initial experience. But you know what? I, I'm almost driven to despair sometimes. Why? Because God so illuminates me. And brother, I see so clear. I said, Lord, God, please help me. I've been striving before God this day. Time and time again. Why? I know that if the eyes of some don't become open, they can't make it. For, they can't possibly make it. Why? Brother, the anointing that it takes. If you listen to this message, it'll do something for you tonight. Do you hear me? You want to listen. The way uh, the manner in which we are giving ourselves those who are living successfully is taking so much out of us. You remember what the virgin said when in the end time the foolish virgins were asking the others of some oil and they said, look, say, I don't have, we don't have anything for you. Say, what is taking for us to survive? We don't have anything for you. Say, we are giving ourselves without reservation to survive ourselves. Amen. So you see how God had to do this unusual outpouring upon these people. His precious apostles and those. Why? To survive the onslaught of the devil. And brother, when I look around and see people who have not had a fresh anointing and, and they don't remember when, I said, Lord, please help us. And don't even sense the necessity or even know what it's all about in many instances. Brother, some people don't know what a fresh anointing, I said, God, help us. And losing the little bit that they do have. Dibbling in that, whining that time away. And brother, when I have to spend days and nights there before God to keep an anointing, you don't only need an anointing to preach, you've got to have an anointing to live holy. You've got to have an anointing to perform what God has given you to do. You want your job in your capacity. Is that as effective as mine? I can afford to do what you can do. It's as necessary that you cut off and seclude yourself with God and live for me. This message tonight is unusual. Now you watch it. I'm afraid if some don't get it, it's going to cut them off tonight. Now I'm telling you. Because the Holy Ghost been trusting me too hard with this thing. I'm, I'm going to go down the line with it if you pray with me. That's why I came so quick. Like, I got to get this thing off me. But it, it, it's going to be climactic if you're uncareful. Now, give me that scripture again. And when they had prayed. When they had prayed. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. Now I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. The occasion here was that they were threatened. And they had been shamefully entreated because of the gospel they were preaching. And the devil was trying to drain them. Because of that stand. 
They want you to listen to me tonight, please. Look, let me show you something. Don't you know every time you take a stand against the devil, it takes something out of you? Don't you know when the authorities and, and all of the false religionists, all these people come against us, don't you know it takes something out of us to take a stand? Don't you realize that? Brother, it's something that goes out of you to meet the enemy. Amen. And it leaves you, uh, in a sense, empty to an extent. And if you don't get before God and get a fresh anointing, you'll be unable for the next task. Now I'm going to show you something here. The need or the issue here was the necessity of continuing to preach the word of God boldly. And they had expended themselves. And God saw that this tough battle they were in, if they did not get a renewing or some fresh oil, they couldn't continue. So God came down and miraculously gave them a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. Can you see it, they want? What called the people the backslide, and I missed it around, is the fact that they stand a test and they don't get the renewing for the rent. They think they can play around. And when the next one, and let me tell you this, children. Now you didn't get this tonight. Can't you see from observation that everybody the devil gets at a disadvantage in 99 kids out of 100, they don't, they don't never recover? Can't you see that? In the church, if a person have a problem, a real serious problem, don't you notice it's only a matter of time before they're going for good? Amen. You cannot allow the devil to get an advantage of you. And it's seen that those who have been in a disadvantageous position and have recovered would have sense enough to realize they can't fool around. That's right. You know what? I'm warning you tonight. Amen. The enemy is coming back after you. Yes, sir. Amen. If the devil wounds you, he's coming back to finish the job. You can think you're flying high if you want to, brother. He will not allow, in most instances, a wounded soul to escape. And you ought to know that if, when you feel you're 100% you can't handle it, how in the world will you handle it with a wound? I'm going to tell you something tonight. The one is just like in, in, in the boxing game. You find when an individual, that's, there's a bone that protrudes over your eye. And there's just a little skin covering it. And boxers normally jab at that spot. And when they see just a little mouse there, brother, you're in trouble. From that point on, that eye is the target. And after a while, it begins to trickle. And that blood begins to blind you. And then they begin to move to that blind side. And you're done. That's just what the devil does. After he wounds you, brother, he begins to pick at that wound. And sometimes they go back to the corner and their seconds will kind of wipe it off and they put a little steptic powder or something to keep from bleeding. And they figure they can see good and they figure they're ready, brother. But as soon as they get another hard blow, that blood just gushes again. Brother, the devil is waiting till you get, get on your blind side, get you involved in foolishness, playing around, and, hit you, and go hit you in that spot and... All that we can do in your corner will not revive you. Or we can get our best seconds and apply our salves and ointments and powders 
trying to patch you up between rounds, brother, but I'm telling you, the enemy knows it, and if, you, if I can't make you aware of it tonight, if you can't sense the fact that you can't think you're doing pretty good and start back fooling around again, you're doomed. Are you doomed? Are you doomed? Now, if you don't sense it, I'm gonna try to. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm with all of the desperation that I possess. I'm preaching to you tonight. Revelation chapter 16, verse 12. Now, here we are. If a person, if a person does not get a fresh anointing, they become stagnant. You get this. Do you know what religious groups resort to formality today? Why there's absolutely no real genuine spirit manifested? Why? They have become stagnant. There is no glory, no anointing, no conviction, just formality. They're preaching a certain message and about grace and about this, that, and the other, and they've done it, they do it all the time, and they've done it always, and they get a few members, but there is no real Bible conviction there. There's no genuine glory in their midst. Why? They have become stagnant. They have not had a fresh anointing in years. Amen. And they have become stagnant. And something else sets in. Read Revelation chapter 16. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river. The sixth field ministry. The sixth angel poured out his vial. What? Upon the great river Euphrates. Upon the great river Euphrates. The water that were dried up. That the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. See, some things got to be moved out of the way before truth can come to people. The king, that's why knowledge comes from the east. Amen. Light comes from the east. So but we got to get some things out of the way before people can get light in their souls. Come on with it. That the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Might be prepared. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. What kind of water do frogs germinate? In stagnant water. That's what happens, brother, when you get stagnant in your soul, other spirits set in. Will you pray with me tonight? Brother, you see people around here who you thought were spiritual giants. That ought to show you something. Some whose shoes you would not reach down unloose. But what happened? They fooled around, allowed the devil to involve them, failed to refresh their experience, became stagnant, and other spirits germinated. I know I'm right. Brother, it's just a little while you get a little stale in your soul and you can sense your spirit changing. You can recognize it. Your convictions lifting. You can recognize a stronger pull from the world. You can see your enthusiasm for things of the spirit begin to leave you. Where you can sit around and read the word and enjoy it and go to bed and go to sleep. Now you got to rip and run. Where you can pray and get the presence of God. That's when your uh, anointing was fresh. That's when you were receiving fresh oil. But here, stagnation has set in. Now, I've told you, and I'll tell you again. However the devil involves you, whatever the reason might be, 
if you become, if you allow the devil to make you become stagnant in your experience, other spirits are going to develop in your soul. As sure as I'm alive. Those old spirits that you extricated, those old worldly spirits that you called under subjection, they are going to be going to germinate, come alive, and you're going to find other little spirits hatching in your experience. Why? You're getting stagnant. You find yourself dropping out of services and finding excuses for missing the extra service. You go, you, you, why? You're becoming stagnant. That freshness is gone. That enthusiasm is leaving with it. I'm going to tell you something, children. Some of us get maybe an occasional visitation from the Lord and get deceived. And that's all the enemy wants us to do. Have us referring back to a time when God really blessed our souls. And many of us use those as constant references. You listen to me tonight, please. We are, we are going to analyze a few. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Read. What is it then? What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I am going to pray with the Spirit. Now listen. We have no business trying to take the saints' time and burden the saints if we don't have a fresh anointing. Yeah. A fresh anointing does not mean that you're more vocal or you growl louder or you ejaculate longer. Come on! Brother, a fresh anointing does the same thing as an anointing message does. It refreshes the people that hears you. But we're in a serious state. May God help us. You have no right to try to pray just to, just to fill in a gap. Or to say you participated in a service. And it's time that people become aware of that before they damn their souls. Amen. That should be a fear to try to exercise yourself in the church of God if you are uncertain about your anointing. But let me tell you something. Don't you know that when I, I be over this here and at home on the floor before God pray, I have messages, maybe that God has given me and whatnot, and I can get up and preach them any time. But my fear is, Lord, my anointing must be right. I don't, I don't care how many messages I got. I got books all through the night, sometimes early in the morning before day. I be getting messages. But that's not the, all of it. It's an anointing that I've got to have to make it effective. Amen. And brothers, you know I just can't get up before God's people? I'm going to tell you something. I believe some people are back to me because they try to get up in this quiet thing when they know they want anointed. Going to leave out of some foolishness and come up here and try to sing and God is taking what they had now. And it's just a matter of time before you're going to let them go back to the world. So you watch this what I tell you. They lost their anointing before God and did not have the humility to just to step down so I don't have it any longer and get on the altar. And then God said, well, I, these people want, want, want something real. The saints of God are praying and striving, and I'm not going to let you try to minister to these people without an anointing. So if you don't, so don't humble yourself, then I'm going to humble you. That's right. Why? Brother, don't you know, I mean, in fact, uh, after having preached this many years, I can get up any time and deliver a message. You can just give me, I can just grab any passage and preach off of it. But that's not the issue, brother. It's the anointing. Amen. I wouldn't dare get before God people without an anointing. Amen. 
but I'd be praying as Friday. I'd be on the church two or three times a day before God. Without, without, I don't know how many messages I could have drawn from. But that's not the issue. I could get maybe preach vocal. I could preach an hour, maybe even longer if I would. Just keep going. But that's not the issue. Brothers, if the anointing, whatever I have to do, I've had to re-examine my life and my time and reconsecrate. Whatever I got to do, I got to come out with an anointing. You've got to do the same thing if you are insensitive to that fact. You're in bad shape tonight. If you don't sense it, brothers, brothers, not to have no testimony service. They just give, they're just rattling off something. They're wasting God's time. Just saying something, just, just, uh, just uh, totally unrelated, un nobody being blessed by it. It's much better just to sit on down. And if you want to call it a dry service, call it what you want to call it. You can really make it dry. Amen! But the church of God is not no formal institution. It is actuated by the Holy Ghost. It is promoted by an anointing. Every phase of an anointing. I've been talking to the choir leaders. I'm thinking like go, just going through the choir. And who, those who don't have an anointing, just, just let them get on down. If they, if they get discouraged, that's their business. Amen. Brother, time out for people trying to function in God's church with no anointing. And, that don't need, and, and if you don't have anointing, there's no need when I say this, try to try to get uh, emotional either. That don't help you. Amen. Try to get emotional when I, when I put a little pressure on you. That, 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 that's not the answer either. Amen. I'm going to say it for you, brother. Read, son. What is it then? What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I'm going to pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding. I'm going to pray with the understanding. I'm not going to pray in tongues. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to pray in another language because I wouldn't understand it. I'm going to pray with the Spirit. I'm going to pray with the understanding. Amen. Amen. People now. People got this idea about uh, in your secret. Uh, devotion uh, it's alright to go off in tongues not if you don't know what you're saying not if nobody around you don't know not no gibberish amen the word of God says I pray with the spirit and I pray with the understanding that's what, that's what the Holy Ghost gives we dealt with some time ago talking about the tongues of angels or the same tongue you have. And I'm talking about an anointed ministry. We found occasion where angels spoke and they spoke what you speak. Remember Lot? Remember Gabriel? Amen. Those were tongues of angels. And we know what they said on every occasion. Come on. So this idea of the tongue of angels being an unknown or something way out or some language nobody understands is not of God. Amen. Amen. We better get this thing straight, children. Read. I'm going to pray with the understanding. You know what they want? Some people praying, they may well be praying in tongues. Because they're just saying words. Just, just whatever comes to their mind. For all their understanding is totally unfruitful. They're just saying something. They, they, they are just uh, are saying some meaningless. And when they get through, they don't bit more realize what they've said than anybody. And nobody else remember. Why? Because there was nothing of benefit. At all. Amen! 
I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. If I don't pray with ten words, I'll, they'll be with the spirit and they'll be with total understanding. And they'll be beneficial to those that hear. And it will benefit me. Read. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. I'm going to sing with the spirit. Amen. We need a fresh anointing, not fresh commercial songs. Will you pray with me? Yes, sir. I what you need, not a change of song, is a change of anointing. Yes, not going get some little songs that are going to tickle somebody here, praise God, but you need an anointing so with those anointing songs can bless people. Yes, sir. People are just commercializing, just writing songs, just like they're writing stories. No anointing, and people who write them not saved anything else. And just go let the entertainment. That's not it. That's not it, dear ones. That's not it. Brother, it's the anointing that makes the difference. Yes. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. See, but what happens is when you get stagnant in your experience and you can't sing with the anointing, the, 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 the anointing song with an anointing, you've got to change them to try to, you know, to get a little response. You hear it for apostasy. When you began to have a change, if I got to change my style of preaching right. and start getting a little hacking and a, a little mourning to impress people, I'm headed for apostasy. If, if the anointing does not affect people, if I've got to try to get some uh, philosophy from somebody else or, or get in books and dig out something that will tickle your ears, I'm headed for apostasy. If I cannot impress you with, impress you with the anointing, then I have no business here. I did not justify my claim. If you cannot sing in the spirit and move people and bless the soul of people, you don't justify your position. Amen. Amen. The enemy have led many groups off, brother. They lost the anointing of God and they have to start singing with a different tempo. That's why all of this syncopation and, and all of this uh, now, you got the same beat within the groups of the religious groups as you have in the world. Why? They lost their anointing. And they and they are preaching, they're trying to sing to call people. And they cannot be impressed by spiritual singing. So now we had to grow, go out, people had to go out in the world and get their same tempo, the same old songs, and, and bring them right in to impress those same kind of spirits. That's exactly what it is, brother. When you lose your anointing, you have to use gimmicks. That's why all these churches have to use gimmicks to try to get people in helicopter rides and donkey rides and all this little foolishness and have uh, little puppet shows and all this mess. Why? Because they lose their anointing. Now they got to have something to entertain. The apostle didn't do that, but they had the anointing. Praise God. The anointing drew the people. And you need nothing more than the anointing. When we have to resort to gimmicks to impress people in whatever area, you've lost them from God. Vital. Preacher got to get up and, and tell a lot of jokes to get the audience with him. Amen. A lot of quotes from somebody. I just, just, just. The whole message contained quotes and jokes and all this kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Has no anointing, so he has to substitute. <laughs> Read. I will sing with the spirit. I'm going to sing with the spirit. And, and thank God, if you're not in position to sing with the spirit, you have no business trying to sing. And you do yourself a service before God pulled the props out money to get on down. You do yourself a service. You do yourself a service. Yes, you. If you cannot sing with the spirit, when I say with the spirit, I don't mean the tempo. 
And I don't mean to try to sing and hold your hand up. That, that that's no indication either. I try to get em a little more emotional with it. That does not solve the problem. Singing with the spirit involved more than emotionalism. It involved more than interpreting a song. It involved more than trying to get a response from the people. Brother, when you're singing in the spirit, it blesses a soul. It lifts people. It inspires people who are going through deep waters. It convicts sinners. Brother, all of these singing fests and all these, these mammoth uh, singing groups and whatnot, professionals, they are nothing more. You just soon hear Johnny Cash. Oh, hey, what's the other guy's name? Hey, who, who, whoever they are. Why? Because it's affecting people in the same fashion. All these groups, they're just commercializing and, 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 and just putting out songs by the hundreds. Come on. No inspiration whatsoever. None. And I know it. Read. I'm going to sing with the Spirit also. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit. When you shall bless with the Spirit. How shall he that occupies the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? How are you going to say amen? Numbers chapter 4 verse 16. Read quickly. Come on with it. Numbers 4 16. All right. And to the officer of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, pertaineth the oil for the light. Pertaineth the oil for the light. Read. And the sweet incense. And the sweet incense. And the daily meat offering. And the listen. And the daily meat offering. And the anointing oil. The daily meat offering and the anointing oil. Listen, they want anointing is a thing that you had to get fresh from God daily. Will you pray with me, they want please, 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 please. Please pray. They want to know, you know there are some people who are not, who are so far from what I'm saying that it's not even an issue with them. They don't subscribe before God until they know they got an anointing. That's not even a part of their experience. That's how far they are, are, are from the whole thing. The daily what? And what else? And the daily anointing on every day. Get before God that when you come out there, I'm coming out with the power. I'm coming out with an anointing. I'm coming out with a divine enablement, whatever it takes, however long. Amen. Brother, when we think that we are so spiritual, we got things so settled that we can just go on on what we know and what we've done in the past, you are headed for a catastrophe. I don't care how long you've been running this thing. I don't care how firm you've stood. You need a daily anointing. Amen. I mean anointing. Amen. We can go on and talk about how we stood today and how we were anointed today and yesterday, but I tell you what, you better get your nothing tomorrow. You better strive with all you possess tomorrow. I'm telling you, brother. Because if you hear me something sometime in there, you, feel like I, you sound like I never preached a message before in my life. That's right. I, I, I the Lord, I'm so glad I got sick enough to realize that. 
I'm going to run out of the woods shooting that antelope and come up here and preach your sermon. Come on, come on. That's the downfall of a lot of us too. We thought we had so much on board because we went through a few things. We got time now to stop playing around. Get out in our boats on, on, all day long. Go up in the woods on, on, on doing service time and all that kind of foolishness. And you will lose that with God. I can go out there playing around and play that God. I got so much anointing. I went through two or three tests. And I can go out and play around for hours. Well, if you, you watch, you mark my word, you mark this down in your book, brother. Listen. When I tell you this, I'm telling you this to try to point something out to you. If it takes what it necessarily involves for me to keep in the anointing, it's going to take that to you. But if you are of the opinion that just because I'm a preacher, I've got to do it, and you can just rip and run and do what you want to do. i got to right do what you do. And if I did like some of you, I don't think that you would appreciate it yourself. I don't think, I think you would feel that it's going to make me less effective. Which gives me to know that you ought to know the same about yourself. Lord. That daily, brother, let me tell you something. Every situation that I face this, I sense this. I need something fresh from God. Do you, I'm, when I say something fresh, I mean something that I didn't have before. I need, an, no, I need another anointing. When I say fresh, I mean I need a, an, another one. Do you hear me? That's what happened to people. They stood the last time and something else comes, they don't have an anointing for it. They're not ready for the task. But when I go revival, that's where I, when I, I be just, oh, brother, have to, I hear some of y'all say, Lord, they don't, if they only knew. Brother, have to, well, you can get you some rest when you go out here, you know, and you're just preaching, you can rest all day long. Brother, let me tell you something. I be so tore up when I get back home, my nerves, and I look like I've been just plowing. Why? Stand before God for an anointing. Stand before God for an anointing. I, I dare not get up before God's people just because I know a little bit, because I can preach, or because I, I, I can run scripture down. I said, I said, Lord, help me not to get deceived. Help me to assist what's necessary to keep this thing right. I want to keep this like that. Lord, don't let, this, don't let it get away from me. Too many preachers have allowed it. Too many saints have allowed it to escape them. Don't let it escape it, Lord. How'd you read? And to the office of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Yes. Pertaineth the oil for the light. The oil for the light. And the sweet incense. No, we, we're going to go on. Turn to Luke chapter 845. Quickly. We want to hurry on. All right. And Jesus said. Jesus said. Who touched, who touched me? When all denied. When all denied. Peter and they that were with him said. Master. Master the multitude throng thee and press thee and saith thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceive that the virtue is gone out of me. Brother, in these conferences and dealing with all these spirits, many times I feel almost as empty as a tin can. Do you hear me? When you go on these jobs and resist the devil, don't you realize something goes out of you? Can't you wake up tonight? And brother, how in the world are you going to let the devil dream? Then you're going to run around the rest of the night and play. Go ahead, brother, tonight. You're already drained. You're going to go and drain yourself some more. And you're going to spend the ravages of the devil in a time like this. But that's why Jesus, many times, you find it. The Bible says he went out and 
continue it all night in prayer before God. Why? Renewing that verse to give him some fresh oil. He done messed with all those legions of spirits and resisted devils and cast out devils and people drawing from him. And the word of God said he went out there and, and prayed to God all night long, renewing that virtue, getting him a fresh anointing. Amen. Lord God, Lord. Well, I had to get up through the night and early hours of the morning when I come home, getting before God. Why? I feel empty. People have drawn from me. I'm resisting the devil and trying to keep him at a distance from me. And it's taking my virtue. Come on. I had, to get, I, had to, I had to get a refreshing from God. Many, you're going to learn this. Brother, you're living in a home with spirits. Don't you know those spirits wear you out? Those spirits are designed to destroy you. You resist them one day, brother, but you, go, you better get you a, a definite anointing for the next day. I'm telling you. I don't mean going through and getting up about two minutes before work time either. I mean get you an anointing, brother. You're going to lose everything that you have in your soul. Some old spirit been old like old hog been had an eye on you for months will knock you over. Will drain your very soul. Catch you at a time when your virtue is down. You can listen to them at night or you'll, you'll, you'll remember this afterwards. If you don't want to listen to me, buy this and play when you backslide. And say I should have hearkened. Because that's what you're going to do. I'm telling you, you can talk about what you, you can brag about what you haven't done in eight or ten years if you want to, brother. But I tell you what, you're going to fool around one of these times and take it for granted. And let your virtue get down. And brother, there's nobody that can mess with, resist the devil all day long and go against all these spirits that the devil is dispatching to destroy our souls. Brother, let me tell you something. This thing is closing in. Your children are pulling from you. Your mates are pulling from you. Your job is pulling from you. Come on. Other people problem pulling from you. Do you hear me? But they are, you hear me? They are drawing something from you. Let me tell you. Every time I enter into a problem, a situation with you all, it draws something from me. Did you know that? And the devil tempt me sometimes just to close my mind against it. You see, I'm going to show you the one. You, you better listen to me tonight. I'm going to tell you something. God knows it. Listen. When I see the enemy pulling some of y'all right back where he had you, and I said, Lord God, will they make it this time? And it does so much to me. This God knows I, I confess tonight. It does so much to me. Somehow I almost concede some of you. Sometimes I said, Lord, I'm going to forget it because I can't. I, it, it's going to do too, too much to me if they don't make it. So I'm, I, I'm, and, and then the Holy Ghost quickened and said, you can't give them up. But then you almost drained me. You almost pulled my very heart out. You know, my daughter that left church, she's dead like that all the time. She kept me like that all the time. I was wondering what she going to make the next day. Always until finally she left. But that thing was just draining me. I said, oh, Lord, God, I could see it. All the time I preach messages, I, I talk as much as I feel to talk, but I could see it. And it was just draining me. To the point I almost feel like it was doing so much to me. I almost feel like, Lord, I just got to, I got to let it go, turn it loose. But I just couldn't do that. And if you ain't kept some of you doing the same thing to me. Do you hear me? What? I'm, it's draining me to try to pump life into you. May God have mercy upon us. May God hear me tonight. 
Brother, let me tell you something. You can, you, if, you, if you've got a spirit, you get it cast out of your night. If, you, if you're doing something that's draining, you can't help yourself. You better, get, you better let us lay hand on your night. I'm going to tell you. I don't care what it is. If you can't wait, you can't wake up in time to get your anointing in the morning. You better get, you better get prayed for tonight. If you mess around, you think you got, you got some extra time? Praise that we got to play titly week. Praise our God and spend uh, four or five hours on the golf course and here and mess around. That you need to get handled on that. You can't stop. Now, I'm gonna tell you, praise our God, you're gonna be lost, brother. I know where we are, and if you don't hear me, you're gonna hear the judgment. You hear God in the judgment. Do you hear me tonight? I'm, brother, I, I'm blowing this thing as clear as I know how and as precise. Too much for me to wander every two or three weeks whether you're going to make it. Whether you're going to be pulled back under again all that kind of foolishness. That's too much on me. That's too much on those who are concerned. Not only me, but the concerned saints are the same way. The saints, they're, they're watching for your soul. They're, they're sensing what you're getting into. Lord, are they getting back lukewarm again? Lord, are they getting close? Are they getting involved again? Are they getting caught up again, Lord? God, please help. And the saints are praying and before God and crying and I pray, Lord, don't let them go. Lord, help them. Wait, open, open the eyes. Lord, wake them up. Oh, Lord. What did he say, sister? And Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Somebody touched me. I perceive the virtue is going out of me. Somebody got to me. Listen, Dewan, this woman had a problem. This woman had a problem. And she knew that I don't have within me the solution. So if I can draw, if I can get to Jesus, I can draw it from him. And that's what she did. That's what she did. Brother, when you tell me when I go on preaching missions, brother, many times I'm in counsel, I'm going around with the pastor trying to straighten out people with all kind of spirits. And by the time I do that and then, and then get the virtue to preach with, I'm done. I've been sometimes in a little room, I've been praying before God and trying to get a renewal here. And, and you get, sometimes, I'm going to tell you, you can be the devil can drain you so much you feel like you're not even saved. Feel like you ain't got feel like you ain't got a speck of salvation. A speck. That means he, I mean, that don't mean nothing, but some people, I don't want to get this confused. Some people mess around and pray around, you ain't got none. But I mean, but, but sometimes <laughs> so you get confused. Oh, I think I got solution. Oh no, you ain't you lost yours. I'm talking about another situation. Amen. Amen. Fool right there in the world, fool around in no hair, pray you lose it. You're, you're, that, that, I'm not talking about that. I mean those who stay before God and the devil just accuses you when you when your virtue is low, when you deal with problems and things. Amen. Amen. Give me Job chapter 29, verse 20, quickly. Come on with it. My glory was fresh in me. Ah, hallelujah to God. My glory. Thank, I'm not talking about 1978 over the other side. Come on. I'm not talking about uh, the year that Brother Lavelle and those. Yeah. My glory, thank God, is fresh in me. Amen. I got me some new glory today. Yeah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to God. Fresh glory, not a fresh story. Right. Some of y'all get one real fresh story. Tell me what happened on the job today. Right. And think you got anointed. Yeah, that man said to me and I said this. That ain't no glory. That's not even a testimony. Some of y'all think you gave me you lose your glory and then you get a fresh story. That's right. That's exactly what happens. You sit around for two or three weeks trying to think up a testimony that'll be impressive. 
And that's why you get a few incidents together and get them to tell us about them. And like Brother Media said, you make it about that big, you make it about that big. Why? Because you have no anointing. And now you got to try to say something that interests the people. So you got to always got to say exaggerate something out of proportion. But this, this is serious, brother. This is too serious. I'm going to tell you the truth. Job said, my glory, glory to God, my glory is fresh in me. The devil, amen, the devil, I got drained, but thank God I went, God, I went before the fountain, praise our God, and I stayed there, and God overflowed me. And right now, my glory is fresh in me. I don't care what the devil is saying. I don't care how hard my battle was today. I don't care what all I went through. How hard I had to fight. My glory is fresh in me. Hallelujah to God. Bless the Lord. I'm not going on no last month's glory. I'm going to tell you something, children. Just when God flood your soul with glory, I've always told you, you better watch the devil. Otherwise, you'll be dry as a powerhouse. He's going to send something to you to punch a hole in your glory bag if you're uncareful. That's why you're going to have to have enough in your soul to fight through that when you're at your lowest time, thank God you can fight through and get you some fresh oil. Because you're going to have to have it. You let the devil stagnate you for two or three months if you want to, two or three weeks, and think you can pick up where you left off. Job said, my glory is fresh in me. Amen. How you making out? Well, you know I'm doing pretty good. Remember I tell you when I came in, back in November? You know I'm doing good. You know what I went through? How you think I went through back in back last summer? I've been resisting the devil. The girl winked the eye and I didn't even look around. What do you, you think? When was that? Last April. Joe said, my glory is fresh in me. Thank God my glory is fresh in me. I stayed before God two hours this morning and I got away from the world, praise God, and missed breakfast and my glory is fresh in me. Hallelujah to God. Thank God I came straight home from my job and went to my room, thank God, and stayed there. Thank God until I felt that virtue of baby and that virtue bursting out of me. Thank God I had to go somewhere and find me some saint to witness to or somebody. Thank God my glory was fresh in me. I can't go no I don't know what might happen. Thank God to what happened I had last week or last month. I preached a good message last week. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on that this Sunday. Come on. Come on. My glory is fresh in me. And thank God we have no business getting... We have no right, you please listen to me tonight and pray with me. We have no right getting up feeding the saints leftovers. You got old leftover testimony that blessed somebody way back in, uh, down the Bill last time we went. And you're going to try to give them feed it to us. And we're getting sick of it because it's stale and rotten. Come on. And don't try to make up no new ones since I said that. Because that's not the answer. Come on! My glory is fresh in me. I'm going to try to dig up those songs that I got some shouts of last time and sing it because no, no, you, got to, you need some fresh glory. Not a fresh song. Amen. Not a fresh sermon. Not a fresh testimony. Fresh glory. <coughs> Amen. You know, I've seen uh, uh, ministers who had a pet sermon that when they go to certain places and want to stir up something, they pull that sermon out of the back, so to speak. <laughs> you know, even they didn't have no fresh anointing, so they had to pull that pet sermon with their stirred people over the last time. Come on, that, that's sad. That poor saints of God are setting up famishing. 
God, you get to see, we need to study the word of God and see how this thing goes. Do you notice when God fed the people, glory to God forevermore, from heaven, he fed them fresh manna every day. He don't, don't try to get enough for two days. No, no, no. You're going to mess around. You want to get lazy so you can lay in the bed tomorrow. No, sir. You're going to be out there every morning. Praise our God if you want any manna because I'm going to send it every day. Don't try to get up enough for two days. He told me because he knew something going to try to do it. He said, ain't no sin. You're trying to think you got so much glory today because you fasted four days and got and on the tail end of you got some glory that you don't need to fly tomorrow. That's why a lot of people backslides. Right after they come off the mountain. Why? They think they got enough to last them a few days. And they stop striving. Brother, when you ought to strive hardest, it's just when you had your most glorious moment. Job said, thank God, Job said, I'm not trying to go on those stagnant glories something I had a long time ago or some feeling I had two months ago. My glory is fresh in me tonight. I got me a fresh supply just before I came. And a little more after I got here. And I go back home and give me some more. Go to sleep on, praise God. Amen, I'm going to keep it fresh. I'm going to keep it fresh. So thank God, if, if it's time to testify, I can do it without getting up telling people the wrong way. Amen. Without getting up killing the service. When time comes to pray, praise God, I have something, I have a, I have a, I have a prayer for my soul that come from an experience. Come on! But this is a tremendous thing, brother. Let me tell you something. Uh, even in these, in these fellowship meetings and whatnot, let, let me, will you listen to me just a little while? Brother, let me tell you something. I am asking God, let me keep this fear. You don't see me jumping to raise my hand every time of service, every time we have a fellowship meeting. Even when we had our meeting here, back in 80 when our church burned, I hadn't preached, and we were coming just about to the last service on a Sunday morning when normally the pastor preaches. Brother Kenner says, I said, Brother Kenner, I don't feel the go. You, you, know, you, don't, you don't feel the go this time? I said, I don't think so. Brother Ron preached, that's about, about 60 people got saved. You know what I mean? That showed me something. If God don't give you no fresh glory, don't try to push yourself because you think you can preach. Amen. Or nothing else. That's why I don't like people push me too much about that. Brother, Adam, come on, sing. come on, preach, come on, preach. Listen, wait, wait, let me get some, let me get some something fresh. Let me go see if I can get something fresh. Come on! But this is a serious thing with me. I don't care about all the people, just call all these people coming together. I'm on, I can't miss this opportunity to get up before them. You die and lose your soul. Always jumping up on to do something. Nobody won't call you, so I'm gonna do it myself. But this is a tremendous thing, brother. As we now must say before God, if God don't say, Amen, if I can't get nothing fresh, Amen, for the people, then just, just let somebody do it, or just go and let's sing and testify and go home. Where we got to do? Come on! This is a serious thing, brother. God's gonna put a stop to this. I keep warning you about it. You act like you ignore it. Don't know what I'm saying. Don't know what I'm talking about. Think I'm talking to somebody else. Amen. My glory is fresh. Hallelujah to God. Brother, there's nothing more delightful, thank God, to have some fresh glory in your soul. Pray God. Not trying to dig back some old glory. I hear people digging back 25 years trying to get some glory. I used to walk down the street and lay hands on people and they get up and all that kind of mess. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Hey, what, you, what you got fresh? Give me something fresh. Praise God. Come on. Come on. Sister, I, 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 I haven't heard your testimony in a while. I testified at, 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 at Springfield. 
give me something fresh. Amen. My glory is fresh in me. Praise God. I'm going to stay before God until he refreshes me. And if I stay before me and don't get nothing, I ain't coming out with nothing. That's right. If I don't get nothing, I'm not coming out with anything. If I don't come out with no, if I don't get no glory, I'm not coming out with it. Come on. Thank God. See, let me tell you this, children. You get this tonight. I want to instruct you. If you testify with glory, don't deceive yourself thinking you can say the same thing and affect that the same way next time. I don't care you talk about eternity, about Jesus, spreading the cloud. You say what you want to say. You say that when you had the glory. It got to us. But without the glory, it's going to be obnoxious. Give me Leviticus 24 too quickly. We'll probably conclude with that. May God have mercy upon us. Leviticus 24 2. Read. And command the children of Israel. Command the children of Israel. That they bring unto thee pure olive beaten for the light. Bring what? That they bring unto thee pure oil, olive beaten for the light. They bring. Pure oil. Fresh oil. Beaten for the light. Read. To cause the lamps to burn continually. Lord have mercy. Bring the fresh oil. Cause the lamps to burn continually. You can't get your little anointing, get your little blessing, thank God, and, and think they're going to last forever. You've got to be continually piping oil into this thing. The pipe of the Lord and lose it. May God have mercy upon us tonight. Brother, I'm going to tell you, some God would give somebody a good fresh anointing tonight, they, they'd be beside themselves. They wouldn't know how to contain themselves. It's been so long since they actually had any real, genuine, Holy Ghost fresh oil. Since they had a real fresh baptism. Well, most people haven't had the first one, but I mean a freshman now. Do you want me to tell you something tonight? Justify your claim as being a part of the church of God. If you want to be with this move, get before God and get something so you can stay abreast with it. Get before God, be diligent, and get together you some manner every day. Because if you lose it, you're going to get stagnant, and then you're going to go back and start flirting with the world again. As soon as you get stagnant, I can tell you because why you're going to turn back toward the world again. You're going to start fooling around again. These warnings are going to run out on you just like this and the rest of them. We pleaded with the people. We warned them time and time again. And you see where they are tonight. Just because when God sent a message like he's sending you tonight, they thought that they were, they were headstrong. They thought they could make it anyway. Because they knew they had an anointing sometime in the past. So they think they necessarily got it now. And to their utter dismay, they didn't have it. I trust God that will not be your plight. Dear one, if you don't know about it, if you don't know what it's all about, let's get before God and let God teach us. If God has awakened you tonight and you know good and well, you don't have not had a fresh anointing, you don't know when, don't deceive yourself and go on and thinking that if I don't respond, that means that I'm all right. Shall we stand? The altar in the prayer room, wherever you want to come. All in the prayer room, pray that with God. This, this is a tremendous thing. God help us. Let's use the altar whatever we want to use here. I mean, let's get the fresh oil. We may not play no game.
and we all want something fresh from the throne of God.